Hi, and welcome to the Money Tips No One Told You podcast, presented by First Pioneers Federal Credit Union. Here at First Pioneers, we are passionate about helping not only our members, but our community become financially successful. That success often starts with basic knowledge, things like knowing how different account types work to understanding terminology, even tips that make your life easier. The more you know, the more success you will have as you handle your money and your finances. Let's get started. Today on this first full episode, we thought we would just start with the basics, a foundation to build on, if you will. Let me ask you a basic question. Has anyone ever asked you what financial institution you use? Probably not, right? They probably just asked you where you bank. Okay, I'm going to get technical for just a minute and break this down. I promise there won't be a quiz, so stay with me. Sometimes people say financial institution. Sometimes they say banking institution. The easy definition of a financial institution is a corporation which acts as intermediaries for financial transactions. That is a mouthful, huh? (laughs) But what does it really mean? Well, it's a place where you do your banking. Did you know there's several types of financial institutions? There's insurance companies, uh, mortgage brokers, places like that. But for this discussion, we're going to stick with the con we most associate with banking. So the places that you do your financial transactions. Think deposits, using your debit card, accessing your savings account, um, paying your mortgage or your car note, those kinds of things. Um, the thing many people don't know are there there's several options when it comes to banking. Um, and some of those don't really fit the traditional idea of a bank that you may have in your head. And I know how often do you go to town and you notice that there's a bank on just about every corner, but there's also credit unions, online banks, uh, maybe you've even heard of a fintech. And how many of you guys just said in your head, what's a fintech? Hang tight. We're going to, we're going to come back to that one. Um, And what a lot of people don't realize is you can choose what type you use. It doesn't have to be a traditional bank. So let's start talking about banks and credit unions. They're actually very similar, but the truth is there's a lot of misconceptions about credit unions out there. And there are some people that have never heard of them and they actually don't know what their function is. And to answer that, it's a financial institution (laughs) similar to a bank. Um, Another question we get asked a lot is, are the services different at a credit union? And no, not really. Um, Most credit unions offer the same services as a bank, Um, checking and savings accounts, loans, online services, online banking. They even have apps and things like Zelle or Venmo so that you can send money to your friends or vice versa. And the truth is the services offered by a financial institution really depend on that particular place and what they've decided to offer. Um, The reality is many services that you offer have a cost associated with them. And what I mean by that is maybe an administrative cost or a processing fee or something similar to that. So often when a credit union, let's say, is adding a service like online banking or Zelle or even adding an app, there may be a cost associated with it that they have to consider. And some smaller financial institutions, it's a challenge for them to implement these new technologies because of that cost involved. So what's another question? Well, what makes a credit union different? Well, a credit union is owned by the members, so it's not for profit. 
So any money that's made, it actually goes back to the members in the form of higher interest rates on savings accounts, lower interest rates on loans, and you're probably going to find that the fees are lower too. On the other hand, banks are for profit. So, oh, you want to know a little secret? It's probably not a secret. Um, the primary income for either a bank or a credit union is the interest on loans and the fees that they charge. For a bank, however, that money that they make off those things goes back to their owners. That owners could be a company, it could be a person, it could be a group of people, but that's where that money goes. And for a credit union, like I said before, um, we're able to pass that money back to our members in the form of better interest rates and lower fees. Um, one thing banks and credit unions have in common is that they're both federally regulated and insured. Um, loans, let's talk about that for a second. For a credit union, it may be easier to get a loan there. Um, often a credit union can offer a loan to people that have a little bit lower credit score. So if you're trying to do something like build credit or repair your credit, you just may have better luck at a credit union um, securing that loan. Just, the bank just may not be able to. Another question that we hear a lot is, but not everyone can join a credit union, right? Actually, often you can. Um, there are both private and public credit unions. Um, either way, there's usually some kind of criteria to meet in order to join, but it's really not as difficult as it sounds, I promise. Uh, starting with a private credit union, those are usually associated with a group or industry, um, sometimes even more than one. Um, for example, First Pioneers was for AT&T employees, but there are other credit unions that are for service members, uh, postal workers, firefighters, um, really any number of groups. And also immediate family members of those groups are usually eligible for membership as well. Then when you talk about a public credit union, um, let me give an example again for First Pioneers. Our criteria is where you live, work, worship, or go to school. And it covers a five parish area or county for folks outside of Louisiana. Um, and immediate family is eligible for membership as well. For us, um, our credit union was issued a community charter, which allows us to do business in those five parishes. Other credit unions may have other criteria. It just depends on where they are and what their charter states. Um, and the thing about a charter is that you may go in as a credit union and rec uh, request that you add maybe a geographic location to your charter or something like that, which could expand the area where you can do business. I think the key is if you're interested in joining a credit union, what I would recommend is just checking out the ones in your area and see what their criteria is and just go from there because I really think you're going to be surprised how easy it really can be to join. Um, so speaking of joining, let's go a little bit further into being a member. Um, you literally join a credit union. It, it's not just opening an account somewhere. But the truth is, the act of opening that account is really all it takes. And at that point, you have a share ownership in the credit union. In fact, your savings account will be called a share account instead of a savings account because your deposit is your share ownership. It's pretty neat. Another myth that we hear a lot is that credit unions are all small and local, right? Actually, no. Credit unions vary in size, just like a bank. Um, you may find bigger ones with multiple locations. Some of them are even nationwide. 
or they may be smaller that focus really on one group or or have fewer locations or maybe just one location um it's kind of like a lot of things one size doesn't fit all so now let's move on to online banks so places like ally discover if you've heard of those those are online banks um, they're full service banks they just don't have a brick and mortar or physical location which actually can be an advantage because without that overhead, they may be able to charge less fees or have better rates. Um, the disadvantage is if you really like that face-to-face transaction with a person, then it's really not an option with an online bank. It can be a great fit for some people, but for others, when they lose that personal touch, it really does make a difference. So that's something to consider. So lastly, let's talk about fintechs. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard about places like Chime, which is a fintech, but but what does that mean? Well, fintech is shortened from financial technology, and the truth is it's kind of a broad topic, and there's a lot of different companies that can fall under that umbrella. So I really want that to be a topic for another day where we can really cover it thoroughly, but I do want to speak briefly about companies like Chime. So for, for instance, they are a financial technology company that's online only. They offer savings and checking accounts by partnering with two banks. So it's not like a traditional bank. Um, they show on their website that there's no fees, but you'll often find that they use maybe a third-party company for their deposits, and there can sometimes be a cost associated with that. Um some of these newer fintechs, they, they just work differently than traditional banking. So the thing I'm going to recommend is read the fine print, um, really know what their services are and what's actually involved, what fees are involved so that you know what to expect, because it just may be different than what you're used to. And that way you're not caught unaware. The bottom line is there are plenty of banks, credit unions, online banks, and more that you can choose from. Um, That choice can be overwhelming. Um, I think a great place to start is to just narrow down where you would like to do your financial business. Maybe talk to people that you trust and get their input. Um, Also consider what services are you looking for. Maybe start a search there and see what's a good match for you and what you're looking for. And the big thing is ask questions. You know, this is your money. And if it's something you don't understand, ask questions and make sure that you understand. Um, All these financial institutions, they're not one size fits all. But I do believe that there's a fit for everyone out there. One last thing, even though it may seem like a daunting task, if you're unhappy with your current financial partner, don't be afraid to shop around and look for another one. Working with people you trust and who have your best interest at heart, that's really the best way to a successful financial future. Thanks so much for joining us today, and we hope that this episode helped you feel more confident in your financial journey. If you need further information or would like to check out the blog version of this podcast, you can do that on our website, firstpioneers.com. You can also find a video version on our YouTube channel at First Pioneers FCU. Those links are in the show notes, so check them out. As always, we're here to help in any way that we can, and we hope you have a great day.